At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, Executive Director of the Commonwealth Policy Center. Here on the program with me is Ron Hicks, and we are going to talk about government overspending. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Richard. It's been a while since we've been able to sit down across the desk from each other. You've got a great title. I think I'm going to be the Chief Bottle Washer and Coat Hanger Unbender. You look like you could (laughs) fill that role. I'm looking at you right now. Man, I miss being on the program with you. uh, Of course, since I moved up to Frankfurt, we're about three hours apart mm-hmm. from each other, so mm-hmm. we cannot do this in person like right. we're doing right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. uh, there's something that, you know, we've done some programs uh, over uh, Facebook Live, and it's mm-hmm. not quite the same. Mm-mm. Although, I, I, just being with you, I got to say this, and I know people are listening in, you crack me up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, we deal well, with tough issues yes. and sometimes yeah. issues we don't want to talk about, but mm-hmm. you bring a lighter uh, side to things, and uh, I appreciate you. Well, <laughs> and you know, just kind of for, for listeners out there, you know, sometimes people think that Christianity is one of those things that, you know, you, know, you can't have fun, you can't have all the things you can't do. Uh, but you and I have been sharpening each other as iron sharpens iron for a long, long time. And, yeah. and our Christian fellowship, we've been able to pray for each other's families and kids and that yeah. sort of thing. And uh, I appreciate the Lord uh, introducing us 20 years 23, ago. 20, probably yeah. 23 years ago. Yeah. It's been a long time. Amen. Amen. And, and when you have a good friend, distance doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. You know, so That's right. it's good to ha- it's good to be at the same table with you, though. Absolutely, brother. It really is. And you know, especially as we talk about tough issues, my world is pretty serious. Your world as a pastor is pretty serious. Mm-hmm. You counsel folks. You hear a lot of people and their difficult situations they're going through. Mm-hmm. You're able to walk with families in times of grief, and and uh, I know you're you're you can face challenges too. But it's good to lighten up. It's good. Absolutely. To, it's good to have a good friend that you can talk about tough mm-hmm. things with, and mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do today. So one of the one of the, you know, if so let me take a step back. All right, sure. In my recent conversations, I have uh, talked to some folks just about, you know, what's going on out mm-hmm, there. And mm-hmm. uh, the the federal debt and federal spending is becoming a hot topic. You know, you mm-hmm. look at what has happened since the COVID shutdown, and it's been about $5 trillion that the government has spent. So right now, compared to last year, a little over a year ago, we're $5 trillion more in debt than we were. Now, mm. with uh, President Biden's recent family plan proposal, he's proposing another almost $2 trillion. It's $1.8 trillion. And I don't think, I just before you get into all these numbers, and I know you get some great, I don't, I don't think the average listener, I mean, we, I can't really comprehend a trillion. You know, when you think billion, that's, that's you know, huge, huge, huge. Remember when, when computers first came out with terabyte yeah. hard drives, you know, it's yeah. a big, if a, a trillion dollars. I mean, that's like everybody that you know and all of their friends and all of their friends won't earn that if you combine all of their salaries for their entire lifetime. Yeah. It, w- it probably wouldn't even approach e- e- even, you know, a couple of million. 
<laughs> you know, so the, uh, this idea of a trillion is an astronomical number. Well, just to give you some context here, right now the U.S. revenue is three trillion dollars for this fiscal year. Okay, three trillion. Mm-hmm. Now the federal spending for mm-hmm. this fiscal year, mm-hmm. seven trillion. Oh, so we're the revenue is less than half of what we're spending. Wow. I wonder why we c- keep accumulating debt. So this. Uh, th- we're going to talk about debt accumulation, okay. in particular debt accumulation from our government mm-hmm. and what that means for us. But let, okay. me, let me set this up by mm-hmm. Joe Biden's family plan that he unveiled before Congress just recently. He mm-hmm. went to a joint session of con- Congress, which is sparsely attended, by the way. A lot of people skip mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And he rolled out this idea that the federal government needs to help families with free preschool with paid family leave. He wants to help young uh, high school grads with free community college. A number of pre- free things in there. Uh, many other things I'm not going to get to. $1.8 trillion in this family plan. But no, no, wait a minute. You, you said free, and then you said $1.8 trillion. Uh, If it costs $1.8 trillion, then it's not free. Yeah, and actually I'm I, I wish that the viewer, the listeners could see this because I'm about to reach over into your back pocket and grab your wallet because oh, guess what? You're I'm paying, paying for, for it. Oh, I'm well, paying for that. And all the listeners right now, they're paying for it. Too. Well, and my granddaughter's granddaughters are going to be paying for it. Yeah. So the, the high school student today, the college student today that gets the quote unquote free, which a better name is taxpayer funded, they will be paying for and And if we continue to do this, then- how many generations removed will be paying for things that they will absolutely see no benefit from? Uh, that's ins- that's it, the, the, crazy. We have uh, entered an age of short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. We want something. We want it now, uh, not considering the cost that you, what you and I are going to pay or our children or our grandchildren are going to pay, like you would mentioned. And uh, somebody will pay the bill, mm-hmm. whether it's you and me or somebody down the line. So, Ron, I want to go a little further. This uh, spending, this family plan, rivals New Deal spending under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. The federal government expanded exponentially with various agencies, various programs, huge expenditures. Joe Biden's family plan uh, eclipses what the New Deal did back in the 1930s. Wow. He also, so President Biden also proposed trillion for new infrastructure spending, roads, bridges, Amtrak, new light rail, other proposals in there, $2.3 trillion. Wow. Uh, We do need, in some cases, new infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But that infrastructure is paid for as we use it. When you you put gas in your car, guess what? In Kentucky, a certain uh, number of dollars out of each gallon was it 25, 30 cents a gallon, mm-hmm. goes to the road fund. Sure. We pay With as bridges we Bridges and roads, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. When I was on the fiscal court, we had a road budget, and mm-hmm. that was based on the county population, how many roads. And uh, if there was a need, of course, we had to, I was on the transportation committee. We assessed the roads. What roads need blacktop? We assessed the bridges. What r- bridges need repair? Uh, if there was an emergency, Ron, uh, like we had just down the road from my house mm-hmm. on the Trigan Christian County line, Casey Creek Bridge went out. It was it had uh, some erosion issues. Mm-hmm. It was unsafe. It went out. We did not have money in our budget to cover that, but the state had an emergency right, fund right. 
for crisis situations for counties that uh, had a need like that. Mm-hmm. And we applied with them. Um, we had to put some, but they covered most of it. Sort of like what Dave Ramsey talks about all the time in his Financial Peace University, and, and we don't have a dog in that hunt, so that you know, that, where there's no mm-hmm. obligation there to mention that. There's other programs out there like that, but mm-hmm. they say save and have an emergency fund. So when you have these emergencies, and so individuals ought to have an emergency fund, mm-hmm. states ought to have an emergency fund, Government ought to have an emergency fund, but I heard, you, I heard you saying the money that they take in for taxes and all the rest of that, they spend twice as much as what they take in. So the government federal produces level. nothing. That's the right. government produces nothing. That's right. The federal level. Federal They're level. taking in $3 trillion this fiscal year. They're spending $7 trillion. I'm one, so this infrastructure spending, mm-hmm. are there needs? Yes, there are needs. Sure, sure. But do we have money there to meet some of these needs? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Do we pay as we go along? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. This is, in my opinion, as I've watched this whole infrastructure debate unfold mm-hmm. the last couple of years, mm-hmm. it almost seems it's a, there, there's a, a boogeyman there. Well, okay. this specter that our roads and bridges are falling apart. Let me tell you something. If you travel to almost any country outside of the United States, <laughs> in this hemisphere, around mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. you want to see what poor infrastructure looks like. You go down to Central America, South America, you go down to Haiti. My daughter and I were on a mission trip a while back there. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, we don't have a problem with our infrastructure. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling because we went on a mission trip to Africa, and all the vehicles had tilt indicators because the roads in the middle of the road was so eroded with potholes, everybody drove on the shoulders, these, these sides. And so all the cars were had tilt indicators that let you know if you get too far down the side, you're likely to roll over. Yeah. And so they were selling those things on the because so, the roads were so bad. A town of six hundred thousand people, goats walking down through the middle of town. And we so so, so we don't even know about the, poor infrastructure. No, we don't. I don't have a tilt indicator on my car yet. But here's the thing: we pay as we go along. You pay when there's a need to get $2.3 trillion in debt. And this is what the Biden administration would have to do to put into new roads and bridges. Is that responsible? Is that prudent spending? Should that next generation who hasn't used the roads and bridges, which will, they will wear out eventually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should they pay for it now? Because here's the deal. Somebody's got to pay the bill. At some point, the bills will come due. Well, and I think as you and I were talking about this topic before we actually came on the air, um, I, I think the reason that we as, an, as a citizenry are allowing this is because for many people, it's how they handle their own finances. Um, I think you had some figures before about individual debt. So we're talking about federal level debt and, and how they spend twice as much as what they take in. What, how about individual families? So listen to this. As of November 2020, America's consumer debt is at $14.2 trillion. That's half of what the federal Debt is $28 trillion right now. The average personal debt per American is $92,727. This is according to bankrate.com. This overall debt figure includes credit card balances, student loans, mortgages, and more. Student loans, Ron, get a load of this. The average student loan debt is $38,792. The average credit card debt in this country is $5,315. Personal loan debt, $16,000. Four hundred and fifty-eight dollars. Well, and on a lot of credit cards and even student loans, um, you know, it, during the student during this whole pandemic, mm-hmm. um, uh, the government said, "Tell you what, 
just quit paying your student loan, don't even pay interest. So the, all yeah. that student loan is just, that debt is just sitting there. Um, a lot of people for their credit cards make the minimum payment. So on a $5,000 credit card, they ended up paying twenty dollars or $30,000, and some people die and well, everybody dies, but some people um, die and and they leave that that because they just made the minimum payment, and so that it's it's left for somebody else to have to have to pay. So I think we're so used to when I say we we as Americans are so used to spending more than what we make, and people just handing out credit cards and yeah. and handing out free lunches and 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 free you know, these stimulus things, whether you needed it or not, and paying people to stay at home instead of going back to work and all the rest of that. Uh, and, and we're just so used to, we live that way. So we think, why not the government live that way? But at some point, it, we're going to be like Greece was, yeah, where yeah, everybody calls good. in all their markers and we, we, we have a nation that can't pay our bills. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson here with Ron Hicks. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that the news media isn't always fair. In fact, there's lots of far-left bias and political gamesmanship. No surprise there. So if you're looking for perspective that's grounded in the truth of Scripture and our nation's founding principles, then get plugged into CPC's resources. Sign up for our e-newsletter at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Commonwealth Policy Center. And we're on Twitter at cpc for kentucky Hi, Richard Nelson here with the Commonwealth Policy Center. It's clear that we're living in confusing and challenging times where law and culture are increasingly hostile to Christian values. So how do you maintain your faith and convictions? That's a question that we're helping to answer at our Christianity and Culture Conferences. The goal is to help believers understand the culture and how to respond in an effective and winsome way. And we'd love for you to join us. The first event will be on April the 29th in Lexington. For more information about the conference, go to our website at commonwealthpolicycenter.org, and we look forward to seeing you there. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, and we are talking about indebtedness, indebtedness by the U.S. government, personal indebtedness. And, Ron, I'd like us to talk about some principles that would speak to debt. Ron, is is debt a good idea? You know something about debt. Yes, Um no, it's not a good idea because you are a slave to the lender. I, I read that somewhere. Uh, there's a great book. I think it's called The Bible. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I know it's called The Bible. 66 separate writings written over a 1,500-year period. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it does talk about the idea that, that, uh, about debt uh, it, throughout the Old Testament. Uh, and, and it talks about this, the, the whole idea of you become a slave to the lender. And in fact, there were people in the Old Testament time that literally had to go into indentured servitude to be able to pay their debt. We have the same thing going on today. They just don't call it servants anymore. It's just, I can't retire. It's called the J-O-B. A lot yes. of people are frustrated and hate it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're paying debt. Sure. They're, they're paying their credit card sure. bill or they're paying their auto loan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a type of slavery. So Proverbs 22, 7 is the verse you were referencing. It says the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, mm-hmm. if you've borrowed something, you're going to owe it back to oh, them. Oh, absolutely. And that with lend- interest. With interest. Yes. That lender is going to demand that you pay it back. Absolutely. So uh, keep that in mind if you get a credit card. Well, and most people think, you know, a 30-year mortgage or whatever like that, often the fine print says, but if we call, if we say we've got to have this, 
you know, in a certain amount of time, you got to come up with that money or we're taking that asset back. That's right. That you means know. foreclosure. Yes. You could lose your house. If you mm-hmm. don't make your car payments on time, mm-hmm. you could have your car repossessed. If you don't pay your student loans, those are unforgivable, mm-hmm. by the way. You cannot ha- discharge those through bankruptcy court. Right. They will get that money back yes. eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's easier, Ron, to count the cost before you go into debt. Consider what you're Which going is another to debt biblical for. principle. You absolutely. Know, absolutely. Count the cost. Uh, but consider, it, 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 there is different kind of debt. Look, if you uh, put your vacation on a credit card, Probably not a good idea. No. If you're buying, you know, high-end clothes and putting them on your credit card that you can't pay every month, probably not a good idea. Well, I would say absolutely not a good yeah. idea. And I, I know that's, that's what you're meaning. Yeah, of that's euphemism. Yeah. But, you know, there, so there is some debt that mm-hmm. you can justify mm-hmm. if there will be a return at the end. Sure. Going into debt for school. Mm-hmm. But know the major that you're studying. Mm-hmm. Does it, what is the demand in that major? What does the degree worth? What, can you find a job that pays well right. enough for you to pay that debt off? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there might be another path of higher ed. Instead of going to a four-year college, can you go to a two-year community college and get the skills necessary to get employed in something you love to do? And that's important, by the way. little mm-hmm. side note. Mm-hmm. Find a job that you love to do. Don't get stuck in something that's a grind and right. that you hate. Look, our lives are short. Our time is precious. Find something you love to do. But here's the thing. Don't become a slave Mm-mm. to the credit card company. Mm-mm. Well, and, and like, like you're saying, and, and I, I'm just... I'm going to disclose more than what people want to know about me. Wait um, a minute. Hold on. Wait, well, do no, we want to say it's going to, it's going to be <laughs> this is appropriate for Radio Ron? <laughs> and it would always be appropriate. Uh, we just like picking the back and forth with each other. Um, uh, I've been married for 40 years. Uh, when we first got married, my wife and I decided, I, I, I foolishly said to her, look, if you, if you want to work, We'll have kids, and I'll be a stay-at-home dad. I had no idea what I was saying. Praise God <laughs> my wife did not say, that. yes, I want to do that. that? <laughs> yes, I said that. I had no What's idea what that? I was talking about, right? Yes, exactly. If In case you heard, didn't hear Richard, he said, what were you thinking? Um, but I had no idea, right? But thankfully, she said, no, I'll, I'll raise the kids. That That's the only reason they all survived. Um, but um, – so, so, but, and, and then we said, <clears throat> this is just our thing. We said, when the kids are in school, Janet, if you wanted to get, if you want to get a job, great, go get a job. But, but one of it, we didn't want anybody else raising our children. Now I'm not suggesting that this should be everybody else's plan. It was just our plan. So we didn't want daycare centers or babysitters raising our kids. And, and so, uh, and so we said, anytime she, she goes to work, we were not going to assume any debt on what she made. Because we didn't want her to have to be a slave to that, uh, to to our to our debt, um, and mm-hmm. and so if something happened and, and she was working, we 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 pay off debt and we'd be able to do extra things. But if if she had to stop and be able to to minister to the family and take care of things, that that we we never had to say, well, no no no, she can't quit because we've got all these bills at your money. And so we we were making sure that we were being responsible with the, the monies that the Lord gave us and being good stewards, so we weren't forced into having both of us work outside of the home. Yeah. But a lot of people that don't do that, and sure enough, I've known people, you've known people, yeah. one job, one job stops, they can't meet any of their obligations, yeah. and many Americans, by their own confession, say we're one or two paychecks away from losing everything and, we've got. You know, the irony, Ron, is that we're so wealthy. We have a lot of disposable income. 
We have uh, incredible earning capacity mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. We're the wealthiest nation on the face of the earth, and mm-hmm. yet we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And we also live beyond our means. Mm-hmm. We, we can afford, let's say, the two-income earning household right. can afford a, a modest size, size home. But you know what we want? The next bigger size. Sure. Can we, what can we afford? We want that bigger. How about vehicles? Uh, instead of looking at what would fit within our budget, mm-hmm. that might allow us to save. That might allow us to put money aside for the kids' education. Mm-hmm. That might allow us to give more to church or to uh, our, our community. We max things out. The best car and the newest cars, the biggest house and the right. best neighborhood mm-hmm. at, without living within our means. Mm-hmm. And there really is an art to that. Yeah. It, it, takes, it takes some forethought and it takes some planning. But if you if you put your mind to it, and if you realize that you're just one or two paychecks away from a disaster, mm-hmm. if you start with that reality in mind, and here's the reality, we're going to hit bumps in the road. Oh, yeah. We're going to hit snags. You might mm-hmm. lose your job. You might get sick. Uh, your business, might, you know, your company might lay off uh, a bunch of people next week. But if we go into our planning with these things in mind, it gives us a different perspective. Absolutely. My, my, I, I've got a pickup truck. Um, it, you tease me. My, my, it's got bullet holes all in it. I mean, <laughs> no kidding. It, it, I bought it in 2005 and worked that thing to death. And Ron, guess I what? just got to say this, that next time you do target practice, don't put the targets on top <laughs> Between, of your bed. Okay, well, I know you're a good shot, well, but let's tell the truth about how that happened. <laughs> I did not put targets on my truck. But but anyway, um, the, uh, uh, the, the engine blew up. Right, and, and so and so took it two different places, and they said it's going to cost six thousand dollars to repair it. Not about in two thousand and four. So, I, to 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 plan, I realized that that okay, it, it, it at some point there's a diminishing return. Should I put six thousand dollars back in the vehicle? And, and you just you plan on that. You plan on having. So I knew I was going to need to get a new vehicle, mm-hmm. but I thought to myself, there's no way in the world I'm going to go pay fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. For a brand new truck, the same size and all the rest of that, that's just that would be irresponsible. Right. Would would it be cool? Of course it would be cool. Yeah. Would it be responsible? No, it wouldn't be responsible to be able to do that. Because yeah. I didn't that truck wasn't a new truck. Yeah. It, you know, it and and I paid thousands, actually tens of thousands less than than what it would have cost brand new. But there, right. there, there there's some folks that just want to have the latest, greatest. And um there's a cost to that. We all yeah. have freedom. In this country, yeah. we have freedom. Uh, to work hard or to not work hard. You have freedom to buy that top-of-the-line truck or to not. We sure. have freedom to live within our means mm-hmm. or to extend beyond our right, means. Right. We have freedom, but with freedom, Ron, comes discipline. It's either going to be self-discipline, right? We plan mm-hmm. our budget. We've re- realized what can we do within our means and to be prudent, or we will be disciplined by somebody on the outside. Absolutely. And if you get that $60,000 truck that you can't afford, if you're making 25000 a year, and you're making payments on a sixty thousand dollar truck, and trying to uphold, mm-hmm. uh, up, you know, keep up a, a household budget. Mm-hmm. You're going to find that you're disciplined from the car company because yeah. they're going to make sure they get paid seven hundred dollars a month. Yes, because they're not going to go without getting paid. So, and you drive that thing off the lot, get laid off. You think to yourself, "I've only had it for a year. Let me sell it." You're already upside down on it. Yeah. You owe more than what the vehicle is worth because the second you drive it off the lot, yeah. now I'm not I'm not berating the the car industry, but that's just the reality of the way those things work. And yeah. so, it's so, yeah, it, it it the scriptures tell us also all things are permissible, 
but not all things are beneficial. That's right. You know, so we have a freedom to be able to just be crazy <laughs> in our spending. So since you brought up scriptures, Ron, here's a few I'd like to go yeah. over that speak of debt and indebtedness. Uh, Proverbs 22, 26 through 27 says this, Be not one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from mm. you? It's a warning. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't get into debt. Yeah, don't put your house up a collateral for, for something you can't afford because you may lose your house. Yeah. Romans 13, 7 says this, Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, Respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is mm-hmm. owed. So give to all that you owe. Mm-hmm. As, and this is, this is a letter that Paul wrote to the Roman Christians mm-hmm. telling them about, look, you want to have a good reputation. Sure. You want to be a uh, good citizen, so pay your debts. Yeah, pay meet, your ob- you meet your obligations, but make sure you don't obligate more than what you can meet. Absolutely. How about this one, Psalm thirty-seven twenty-one? The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. Wow. Another Dave Ramsey thing. He said, uh, "Save like nobody else does, so you can give like nobody else does." Yeah. You know, uh, that's a good word. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, here's here's another uh, passage about uh, counting the cost. Luke fourteen through twenty eight. I love this. One. Fourteen twenty eight says this: For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm building a house right now. You know that. And I bought mm-hmm. a farm up in Frankfurt. And uh, I'm counting the cost. I had to go get quotes from the different subcontractors. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm the general contractor, mm-hmm. by the way, but uh, I'm counting the cost mm-hmm. before I do these things. And I'm making sure that these subcontractors uphold their end sure. of the bargain, Absolutely. that they stay within their quotes that they've mm-hmm. given me. We, you and I both have a, mm-hmm. a, a, a good brother friend who's been working on a house for about five years now. Oh, yeah. um, as he's working on this, he's paying as he goes. When he moves in, he will, the house will have been paid for. And, and a lot of people would say, well, why not just buy a house and pay on it five years? Could you imagine when you, when, when you open that door for the very first time to yeah. be able to move in thinking, I do not have a payment on this. Yeah. Thing. That's an awesome feeling. You have a different mm-hmm. feeling going into that home that's sure. bought and paid for. Yeah. And also he put a sweat equity into, I had a chance to see that home, by the way, yes. beautiful home, Yes, beautiful home, but he's invested his blood, sweat, and tears yes. into that thing, and he's going to have it debt-free. And you're talking about sweat equity. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about having some skin in the game. Yeah, well, we're actually out of time on this. Oh, we'll have to come back in the next it. program. Okay. No, 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 next right. program. Yeah, okay. All Ron, right. it's been we'll good, it. brother. Hey, it's been fun. Yeah. Listeners, we appreciate you joining us. God bless yeah. you. Growing up as a child, who did you turn to whenever you had a crisis? Who was your source of strength? Who held you in the darkest situations and became your beacon of light? Most of us will recall the love of our parents, our grandparents, our family. But the harsh reality today is that there are many who face the dark places of life totally alone. Since 1869, the mission and the ministry of Sunrise Children's Services has been to help children in crisis. That need grows every day in Kentucky. Everyone with a passion for children can join us in giving hope to children in need. To learn more, just visit sunrise.org or call 1-800-456-1386. Matthew 25:40 tells us, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Now's the time to be a child's source of strength. Come help us at Sunrise Children's Services.